Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello. Um so during the pandemic, me and my dad recorded some conversations that we had about films that we like. uh because we were quite bored and i also realized that my dad and my brothers just talked about football <laughs> all the time <laughs> and i was like what can we talk about and then we realized the only thing we had in common was films <laughs> so uh yeah we've recorded some chats because we thought people might find it interesting um if you don't find it interesting please don't listen Um but if you do find it interesting then I hope you enjoy what you're about to hear and um subscribe. This episode is about The Apartment, uh a film by Billy Wilder made in 1960 and if you haven't seen it I would highly recommend stop listening, go and watch it and then come back. Uh it's really good and you won't regret it. A brilliant cast. Jack Lemmon in a delightful role which gives full reign to Jack's amazing versatility. Shirley MacLaine, whose glowing warmth lights up the screen like a Christmas tree. Fred McMurray, this is a Fred McMurray you've never seen before. You know, you see a girl a couple of times a week just for laughs and right away they think you're going to divorce your wife. <laughs> I ask you, is that is that fair? No, sir, it's very unfair, especially to your wife. Okay. So we're going to talk about the apartment. Um uh, we'll kick it off. I hadn't seen this film before. Which I'm, I'm mortified that I hadn't I'm confused as to why I hadn't seen this film before. Um, well, you've been suspicious of it. You never used to like black and white. No, films. you always say this. I watched some like it hot about three times a year. I loved that film yes. so much. So there is no no reason why I wouldn't have seen the apartment. Um well, you didn't get it from me. <laughs> I didn't I clip you didn't show it to me. Well, not out of deliberately concealing things. I think you were deliberately. <laughs> You're quite <laughs> frightening. Deliberately concealing. I'm not frightening. You are. You've got a very fierce temper. Yeah, but I don't think you'd have said, "Hey, Lola, why don't you watch this film? It's it's made by the guy that made that film that you really love." You could have shouted it. I don't think I would have shouted. It's better when you, you discover things for yourself. No, get out. Get out of my room. I'm not watching the apartment. How dare you suggest this to me nicely? Um, it's better when you discover stuff for yourself. Yeah, but you I didn't discover it for myself. You Well, yeah, but you Anyway, it's better when you you discover things when you're ready to discover them. All right, maybe. Well, I can't I'm now trying to think. I think maybe because some like it was just always on at Christmas and I think probably when I was a child I was mesmerized as all little girls are by Marilyn Monroe because I've also seen The Seven yes. Year Itch and I've also seen uh, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. You know, I've also seen lots of her movies. Oh, I remember going to see Gentlemen Prefer Blondes with my father. And, yeah. then, I, and then I saw it again. I see it a, I often see it. I yeah. think it's wonderful. And The Seven Year Itch. So uh, I think the Seven Year Itch is famously an unsuccessful film. I liked it, but again, I think when I was a kid, was a I better, just I was told it was a better play, and then I once asked George Axelrod, 
who wrote Seven Year Age. Yeah. I said, why did you become a director? He said, well, believe it or not, I was sick of Billy Wilder fucking up my scripts, <laughs> which was a, fam- a very... Billy Wilder famously became a director because the man called Mitchell Lysen used to not understand his scripts. So he said that. And there was George Axelrod saying the same Hang on. The M- Mitchell... Li- Mi- Mitchell Lysen was a Paramount director and Billy Wilder used to write scripts for Paramount. <coughs> and Billy Wilder would write a scene and Mitchell Lysen wouldn't Didn't understand, understand it. it. And so Billy Wilder was like, I have to direct it myself. So Billy Wilder said, all right, I'll become a director. So I can direct And then George Axelrod said the same thing about Billy Wilder, which was actually very, very funny. But I then discovered that I was reading something quite recently about um, why The Seven Year Age wasn't, wasn't a good film. Well, I, when I was younger, I haven't watched it for a hundred years, but I remember when I was younger watching it, and I think I just loved anything with Marilyn Monroe. What's yes. the film that she's only in for three seconds? She sat on the stairs. Asphalt Jungle. Is it? What? Yes. She's in uh, All About Eve. No, it's all about Eve. And she's in the Asphalt Jungle. I was thinking Mm. of all about Eve. Mm. Um, I think one which I also love. Well, it's just a wonderful film. film. Um, I almost suggested we do that film. Maybe I'm happy to do it. It's very, very yeah good on men and women. I love it. Mm. Um, So I think probably when I was younger, I just would have watched anything with Marilyn Monroe in. And oh, you're like your mum. Your mum always loved Marilyn Monroe. Well, I think everybody. I think everybody does I mean now it almost feels a little obvious and sort of cliched but I think when you're younger you think you're being quite sophisticated for liking this olden days actress and then you realize olden that days, what a shocking thing to say well wait, I was to, I was I was using my voice I was using my inner thoughts at 14 voice, I understand um uh, and I would have been like oh my god I've discovered this actress from the olden days uh, called Marilyn Monroe I yes. remember reading her biography when I was like 13 and feeling very sophisticated um, she does all the things and she's Are you very sophisticated? She, or quite sophisticated? I would say I am I think of myself as quite unsophisticated I I think some of my friends might say I was quite sophisticated No, when I meet really unsophisticated people I can identify that I'm not <laughs> that unsophisticated yes. I would say I'm sophisticated but I can appreciate and I really enjoy a lot of very lowbrow things. Well, that's part of being sophisticated, is the enjoyment of lowbrow things. Possibly. And I'm happy, and I think some people would say it's sophisticated that I'm more than happy to admit that. Um, and I have no shame in it because I don't, maybe because I don't inherently believe that I'm unsophisticated. I yes. think I'm really Perhaps sophisticated. And I also love Love Island. I was the last person watching Big Brother for. I mean, I was literally the last person watching that show. I think they were keeping it on single-handedly just for me. Neighbours? Do you watch Neighbours? No, and it's just been hacked. I'm heartbroken. Come on, I'm, we better talk about this film. I'm heartbroken. Come on, okay. we better talk about this film. We'll do a special. George will, George will have a fit. And Neighbours podcast. We are talking about it. Oh, well, we are, but only... Okay, around the bush. So, The Apartment. I absolutely loved this film. All right, should we stop now? Um, No, and I thought, oh, it's really interesting because I think sometimes when I watch a film from an olden days film... um, Is this an olden days film? Yes! It was not its time a very modern film. Well, this is the point that I'm going to make. So normally when I'm watching, I'm being facetious calling the olden days film. When I watch a film from before 1980... Maybe before 1970, 
I, I, you know, you put on a slightly different hat and you go, oh, okay, if this were to be made now, I'd be like, what the hell is this? But I understand that for its time, it was, it was very... It was very um, progressive, yeah. Mm. However, with this film, I genuinely enjoyed it, I think, in the way that I would enjoy... I don't think I had to go, oh, well, it's good, but yeah. it's a bit unsophisticated because now our storytelling very, is very much more... It's super sophisticated. Mm. And I, I, as in I'm saying, I enjoyed it on a very genuine, I would watch that again i would i would that's a that's a kind of joyous viewing yeah. rather than a homework viewing sometimes you watch stuff in a bit of a homework viewing i'm sorry way. i'm a drag um no i'm saying it wasn't a drag Good. it didn't feel like homework was it my idea or yours it was your idea, my idea that's right um so oh there we go the cat's meowing oh thank goodness <laughs> Stephen requested that we had some cat meows recorded. I like the backing, like vocal, backing vocals from the cat. Um, so, yeah, and I was trying to identify why I enjoyed this film so Come much. Come on, this is the interesting question. Okay, so I think, and again, most of my references are from that I also enjoy Some Like Hot in that very almost comforting way. I can watch that film over and over again, and it gives me a real pleasure and I think with this it's funny in that Jack Lemon is inherently funny and watchable and charismatic and all of the things however I also it's really sad and it's really lonely and it's really um again there's something sophisticated about their romance and the relationship between them that doesn't feel it doesn't feel in any way obvious. It doesn't feel in any way overly sentimental in a way that, again, some old films, you know, in a lovely so, way. So in what way is it like Some Like It Hot? It seems to be in... I mean, I can see the Jack Lemmon. Sorry, no, it? it's not like Some Like It Hot. It's but not, I was... I, you couldn't... It, it is it's not fact, at all like Some yes. Like It Hot. But I was just using that as another... Obviously a film made by the same man with the same yes. leading actor. And that uh, there is something pleasurable about just watching him. Um, and no, I'm not saying they're similar at all. However, obviously, yeah, they're made by the same person and it's the same lead actor. Um, I think that the, yeah, I think I thought it was going to be more fun. You know, some like it, oh, I guess it's a lot, it's not a lot funnier, but, but I think I, I watched the trailer for this before I watched it and you see the bit where he's cooking the spaghetti on the tennis racket. And I think I thought it would be more a sort of farcical comedy. Yes. And it actually... Billy Wilder didn't think it was a comedy. No, it was, it's sad. Mm. And I, it has that quality of, I think at the beginning when you see them all in the office and that insurance company, and it has that quality of kind of this, we're all going for the American dream and if you work hard and you get rich and you do what you're told and you suck up to the bosses... Um, then that's, you know, that's going to make you happy and that you're going to, you know, in a kind of Willy Loman, Death of a Salesman, you're the dowdy, not dowdy, but you're the not successful guy and you just want to get to the top. And the Jack Lemmon character, he is so kind of, he's a sucker for the system and he believes the, the, these horrible men that are at the top of the company, if he just kind of sucks up to them and does what they tell them, even if it means sleeping on a bench all night, um... He he believes that, and he's 
he's sad and he's lonely and he's spending Christmas alone and there's something so inherently sad about someone spending Christmas alone um, and you know he has a crush on the elevator girl but he doesn't even when he finds out the elevator girl is going for the boss he doesn't even try and argue it because he just completely accepts that oh well of course she's going for the boss because the boss is the guy I want you know I want to be the boss I'll do anything to get my promotion Mm -hmm. and then maybe she'd go for me and I think that's what makes it more interesting than a than a um just a kind of silly slapstick thing so you like it when he walks out on the boss when he gives him the key back yeah, well, that's that's sort when of. When he says no, if we're going for the character's journey, he he's not. It's not you know sometimes you know the more obvious is kind of it's a it's a bad guy that by the end of the film becomes a good guy or that learns a lesson. Whereas with him, it's like oh he's a he's a I don't know what the word is. He's a pushover. He's a he's a wet wipe guy. Yes. Um, and by the end of the film, he finds some balls. He's a mensch. He, yeah. yeah, and he stand and again, it, but it's more than that. It's that he at the beginning of the film he's a. He's he's fallen for the lie, right? He's fallen yes. for the system. He's he's if I just get that promotion, everything's gonna be better and I'll do whatever it takes, even if it means mm. being walked all over mm. by these horrible men. And he at the end of the film he quits his job. He goes, I'm not The men are wonderfully horrible, aren't they? They're one they're wonderfully horrible in a way that and again it kind of obviously makes it because at the beginning I knew what the premise of this I knew what the premise of this film was and I was like oh it's about a guy if anyone hasn't seen this film it's about a guy who rents out his apartment for people to have affairs in and Billy Wilder got the idea do you know this from Noel Coward's Brief Brief Encounter in which the characters have an affair in someone else's apartment, and he thought, oh, I'm not really interested in them, but I'm really interested yes, in whose, right. whose apartment that is. Quite right. um, mm. And so this film is about the person whose apartment that is, and this guy spends his evenings wandering the streets in the rain, he catches waiting, a cold, waiting, waiting, for, them to leave waiting for them to leave his apartment, yeah. and they all keep promising him if he, he'll he get a promotion, they're all the superiors at work. Um, so what was your I've forgotten what your original question for me was now well you're no I just said uh, you're, you must be very pleased when he walks out on when he walks when he walks out, out on, on the Mr. bus Sh- on Mr. yeah Shelley. so he's it's he's he he fell for that dream he wanted that promotion he wants to be part of the system you know when all these people clearly hate hate their jobs um, oh, you were saying the men are wonderfully horrible. Yeah. Yes. So when I first started watching the film and I knew what the premise was, I was like, well, is this film just going to be horrible? Like, is this just about like, because ho- I kind of thought the guy renting out the apartment was being complicit in all of this. Yes. And then very quickly you're like, oh no, he's being sort of, bullied. I mean, he is going in, going along with it, but mm. he's being bullied into yes. doing this. And mm. he's a nice guy. Yes. And even when he first says, um, when, when, um, lovely Shirley MacLaine is groped by one of the bosses in the elevator and then Jack Lemmon says um you know she might be a nice or you know there, she, maybe you should respect her or he says something about yeah. kind of she's a nice girl that maybe mm. you should give some respect to so you quickly realize oh he's he's the nice guy he's on her side yeah he's on her side and he doesn't want to be um yeah he he's not complicit in all these these uh yeah. men's shenanigans um so i think 
yeah, it just, it, it, it tapped into something that I find heartbreaking in a way that I enjoy. That sounds very, yes. <laughs> that sounds very dark and sinister. Well, you enjoy his escape from it, don't you? <clears throat> I enjoy And you enjoy his... the mess, the mess he gets into because, because Shirley McLean tries to kill herself in his apartment. Yeah. And the, the whole complexity of that. But I... Oh, working out how he picks his way through that is very interesting. It's very interesting, but I enjoy, as a tone, I enjoy... And actually, I was talking about this with someone yesterday because one of my friends who's a writer had sent me the beginning of her novel to read and I said, oh, it's so lonely. I, there's something really mm. enjoyable, but I don't... That's the wrong word. What's the word for when you... in? I mean, it's... Well, it's very... It's not schadenfreude. No, because it's not enjoying someone else's No, it's very, very... It's not schadenfreude. It's very... It balances between comedy and tragedy in such an elegant, beautiful way. Yeah, but you as a human, all humans feel lonely and all humans Mm. want human connection, right? If you watch somebody else feeling lonely or if you watch something that just has a tone of loneliness in it, you feel this strange... Sympathy for them. Sympathy, but also connection. I guess yes. connection with and them. And also, he's he's quite um, heroic and sweet in the way he he's very puts heroic. It, he puts it. He tries to hold it off. He's very he heroic. He watches TV and he cooks for himself. Yeah, and even that actually, when you then see him finally be allowed into his apartment, and he, um, yeah, there is something sad about watching someone. <laughs> and I, as a person that lives by myself, I'm like, wait, is it just really sad when someone like makes themselves their little dinner and watches yes. <laughs> watches TV? Yes, um, it's so sweet just watching a human a mm. human do that. And I guess it's quite um, sophisticated of of uh, Billy Wilder to have mm. been able to create that that tone. Um, so then obviously, yeah, Shirley MacLaine, who is wonderful in this wonderful. film. Mm. I've only ever seen her as an older actress because well, I haven't seen her films older when she was young. I've once been younger actress. No, I know, but it's so funny. I, I just I have this. I think this was her, she was a dancer, wasn't she? I think this is her second film. Yeah, she has this, I am very familiar with the film Terms of Endearment. Fabulous well, movie. Older. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I have this picture of her in my head. I also, this is an awful thing to say, I get her very confused sometimes with Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> no, Debbie Reynolds was before her. Yeah, I then understood that. But I think it's because they both... So Shirley MacLaine is Warren Beatty's sister. Yes. And obviously Debbie Reynolds is Carrie Fisher's mother. Yes. And Car- De- Shirley MacLaine plays in Postcards from the Edge. So she played... She, she plays, plays Debbie Reynolds. Carrie Fisher's mum. Yeah. And so it's all got confused in my head. Yes. So for a while watching the film, I was like, wow, this is Carrie Fisher's mum. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, this is not Carrie Fisher's no, mum. No. This is Warren Beatty's Debbie Reynolds sister. was a sort of goody-goody. Yeah, and is she's singing film? in the rain. But I was thinking Shirley MacLaine was in Singing in the Rain. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's ten years earlier. And she's in a film called Tammy. Who is? Which one? Debbie Reynolds was in a, in a film called Tammy, which was a very sort of soppy, good girl. Is film. Debbie Reynolds quite annoying? Quite annoying, yes. Yeah, and that's why I was like, I was thinking... Which isn't Singing in the Rain, which excuses everything. Yeah, um, but I was thinking as I was watching this, I was like, oh, wow, Carrie Fisher's mum, who I think of as kind of annoying, is wonderful, and then quickly realised this was not Carrie Fisher's Derry, Debbie Reynolds' husband was a man called Eddie Fisher. Yeah, I know who, this. Who um, 
went on with Elizabeth Taylor. I know this. So Debbie just, Reynolds was the victim of Elizabeth Taylor. I was getting it all. I was getting them all Mixed confused up. in my mm. head. Um, Shirley MacLaine was so. This film was nominated for ten Oscars and won well, five. It, yeah, he Billy Wilder got three. Billy Wilder cleaned up. Uh, Shirley MacLaine didn't win no. because do you know who won? Elizabeth Taylor. Seeing everybody for Butterfield Eight. For Butterfield Eight, and I apparently the posters for Butterfield. <laughs> I don't know what Butterfield Day is. It's about a New York prostitute. Lovely. Something, something, something. Called Butterfield Eight, and it seemed to be the most scandalous film that ever. I'd probably quite like it. Sounds right up my street. Um, And apparently, as Elizabeth Taylor beforehand had like pneumonia, and everyone thought she she died, and so none of the other actress nominees even bothered showing up because she was going to win it. Yeah. Um, Jack uh, Lemon did not win, but Lancaster won for what. Elmer Gantry. Oh, he's good in Elmer Gantry. It's about a sudden revivalist. And support, supporting actor, the boss, he didn't win. Fred McMurray. Peter Ustinov won for Spartacus. Is that his name? Yeah. I've never seen Spartacus. Oh, Spartacus. No, well, it's, it's, well, it's, it's good and bad. Um, I know that they say, I am Spartacus. Yes. I am familiar. That's the famous scene. I am familiar with it. But no, I thought Shirley MacLaine, as a leading lady, was just more than delightful. Again, she, there's well, something... Well, she was very modern. There's something really sophisticated. Even the fact that she had that short hair was really sophisticated. Yes. The way she looked was so sophisticated. Well, Billy Wilder was a very... There's a wonderful description of Billy Wilder by an actress called Pamela Tiffin. Who said, well, he always seen this very, very sophisticated man on the set. He used to wear a sort of golfing jumper, which you would think was a mark of lack of sophistication. But he made it just look so graceful. And he was a very, very, he, you know, he bought paintings. He was a, he was a, you know, he was a European Jewish refugee, basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he'd escaped Hitler and all of, you know, all that terrible stuff. And then had succeeded in this language, which wasn't his first language. In a way that none of the others were ever as successful as him. The others being... The other emigres. I mean, there was yeah. a big movement of European emigres. Well, I suppose William Wyler was very successful. William Wyler came over on the same boat as your grandmother. They... No, 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 seriously. No, I'm, I'm not... Yeah, I'm they were not on the same boat. Don't Leaving Europe. And a lot of people from... Hang uh, on, as my grand... So as your parent? No, as your mum's mother. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. My mum's mum. Your mum's mother, who was born in Warsaw and brought up in. No, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm talking complete 
There we go. Mary Kay's mum. I'm there sorry. There we go. I'm, right. I'm getting mixed up. For now. anyone listening, so Mary Kay sorry. is not my mother. My, Mary Kay is my first wife. Mary Kay is Stephen's Mary first Kay's, wife. My Mary brother's Kay's mother. mother came over from Europe. Mary Kay's mother, who was born in Warsaw, brought up in St. Petersburg, came over in, from Europe in 1913. Well, you're now telling me information about someone that I'm not blood related to. All right. I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to go <laughs> So off I don't care. I'm sorry to go off. You're quite um, right. Uh, you're quite right. But so sorry. Your grandmother on. was related to the people who yeah. shot in the post office. She's, I was like, she's Irish. What no, was no, she no, doing? No, what I, was she I doing? Made on a, a mistake. Boat. Believe it or not, I made a mistake. <laughs> Wrong. Please leave the building. Story of my life. <laughs> it seemed quite wild. Anyway, she's so Irish. So Wilder was, you know, became this brilliant. Wrote it. He wrote in a language that it wasn't his first language. He was. A, he became. It's extraordinary when people do that, isn't it? Yes, when no, you find out English is their second language, it's and fantastic. They, the level mm. of sophistication mm. of it's their fantastic. use of the language. Mm. Anyway, and he wrote this beautiful. It is like a Swiss watch. The mechanism is so perfect. The way the the detail is so rich. The way the the mirror. Yeah. In the in the in Shirley MacLaine's compact is that yeah. what you call it? The, with the broken mirror. It's, no, the, the whole structure of the entire thing was absolutely perfect, perfect yes, yes. in a way that you don't even realise and then you think back on it. So even the fact that at, at you you hit, you, so you meet this man, you understand he, the, he has suicidal ideation. He tells her the story about the, him trying to commit suicide. You're not meant to say commit suicide. Does, him she, does, she, does he tell her the story after she's tried to commit suicide? Yeah. We're not just... We don't say commit suicide. Oh, it's I apologise. Di- death by suicide. I apologise. Um, so he tells her that. So they set up that idea. And then at the end, when they, they plant the champagne bottle in the thing about half an hour before the end, and then they remind you the champagne bottle's there. So then at the end of the film, when she's coming up the stairs and the... Shot, oh, he offers shot the doctor. He up. offers the doctor. Yeah, and shampoo. you're like, oh, it's so clever the and way they the, threaded the, it in. When the noise, the bang goes when off. When she runs up the stairs, she knows that he is someone that has a history of suicide. And she, then she hears the bang, killed himself, and, and then it's the, the bottle of champagne. champagne bottle. You're yeah. just like, oh, the way you have threaded that in is yes. so clever. Yeah. The same for yeah. So earlier, so she's in the apartment. She has the compact mirror. You see her get out the compact mirror, and then at the party later. Um, sorry, no, she no, leaves. She leaves right. No, she leaves the Mr. compact Sheldrake. mirror. Mr. Sheldrake gives the compact mirror to Jack Lemmon. Hang on. When he comes in the next morning, Mr. Sheldrake says, oh, he says to Mr. Sheldrake, this was left in the apartment by Shirley MacLaine. Yeah, Jack, but Jack Lemmon gives the... Yes. Mr. Sheldrake does. And then so Mr. Jack Sheldrake Lemmon gave find, it back to yes. Shirley MacLaine. And Shirley MacLaine produces it. In the thing, yeah. And, and he can make all the connections. All the connections. Oh, I see. He, uh, Even the fact, and I think this is, I think this is another thing that makes it feel so sophisticated. So Shirley MacLaine is set up as this, um, again, I'm assuming even more so at that time, kind of um, a sort of strong woman that kind of, you know, she she's yes. the cool elevator girl and she talks back to the men and she's kind of, you know, she seems kind of, Oh, she she's a kind of cool, strong woman. That's such a reductive. Oh, is that right? A li- yeah. Oh, and I never read her like that. Well, then, at the very beginning, you read her like that, and then when you, the minute you realise, oh my god, she's the person having the affair with the boss, or the yes. person she's meeting for drinks is the boss. Um, 
at your instinct is like, oh, I kind of thought better of her than that. But actually, you totally buy mm. that, again, it's all that thing you where they've all choice. been... You don't have a choice in life. You don't have a choice in life and you've mm. just been brainwashed by the system and yes. you, you yeah. just absolutely... Yes. The boss is everything you want in life and you're just mm. heart-eyed at this point. I man. like the boss's secretary. Um, she is a sassy lady. So the boss's secretary is, again, it's another plot thing. So there's another yeah. perfect structure thing. So they set it up perfectly that the secretary listens to all call. of the boss's calls. Yes. And you completely buy that this woman does do this. And you believe, as we all do now, everyone is stalking their ex-boyfriends on social media right? and kind of it's a, it's a very human instinct right to thank, want to thank, know thank god i'm old <laughs> no but as in this is the olden day equivalent yeah. so again anyone that hasn't seen the film the secretary who is a former scorned lover of the boss but we don't find that out till later you see quite early on that she eavesdrops on all her boss's phone calls um so they set that up and then late, so obviously she knows the boss is having an affair with someone else. Then later on, she very brutally goes, she realises it's with, um, that he's having an affair with the Shirley MacLaine character. And then she goes to Shirley MacLaine at the party and says, Tells her the truth. You idiot, he's had an affair with me and 15 other women before and then she us. Gets, then she gets sacked. And then she gets sacked because he realises that she's done that. And then at the end of the film, it all comes back around because you realise she's gone and told the wife. He rings the She rings the wife and yeah. arranges to have lunch with her. Yeah, but it's that way that he plants them all yes. so no, no, subtly. No, you don't even realise. No, you're the, absolutely right. It's the Chekhov gun <laughs> and you know it's going to have What's the payback. What's the story of the Chekhov gun? Well, if there's a gun in the first act, it's going to get it's used. Gonna go, it's going to go off in the Is end. Is that in the seagull? It's in... The seagull, he shoots himself at the end. Yeah, so and everything. Plant, you if you plant it in yeah. act one... yes. You use it up in Act Three, um, and it's a—it's just a perfect, mm. a perfect. I feel like they do it with other things as well. In the film, now I can't. Yeah. Well, the whole bit is the key and the, the washroom key, key that's and it. all of that, and the doctor. The whole conversation is with the doctor, and the doctor—you know—the doctor thinking they're all this man is entertaining women on them gigantic scale yeah it's all very very funny it's very funny and i think that what that's why as well at the beginning i thought oh this is going to be a sort of um mistaken identity kind of farcical comedy which sometimes are mm. completely brilliant but then i was like oh it is so much more it's so mm. much more than that but it, i thought oh it's going to be yeah the doctor thinks he's a don juan yes, over in that apartment right. and then he's Mildred, he's at it again um <laughs> Yeah, no, they were an excellent character. And the landlady was a good character. Like, all yes. of the characters are just so... The woman he meets at the bar that then bring, that he bring, then brings back to the they apartment. They were... He and the writer, I.A.L. Diamond. Were very, very clever men. Um, old, you know, both of them old Jews, world-weary. Very observant, very, very acute. Yeah. I know. I thought it was so clever. And again, on so many... Levels yes. that obviously then when you well, you see it would have been it, wasted on you in your earlier years when you didn't no realize. it would it wouldn't have been wasted on me because I I think it's also the sort of film this is why I it's not similar to some like it hot but you know when you're a kid you sometimes watch very sophisticated things and miss all of the sophisticated things going on but you know it's funny or no. you know it's entertaining what do you think here and I think I'm thinking of a million things I used to watch when I was a kid that I'm like now I don't think I must have got that at all mm. um, 
I don't know what specific examples, but just everything I can remember. And also, I think because I had an older brother, I'd watch things with Frankie. Even, I mean, down, we used to watch, Frankie used to watch that show, Men Behaving Badly, and I used to watch it with him and would be like, I love this show. I can't have got, the entire yeah. joke is it's these two blokes yes. living in yes. an apartment uh, drinking beer all day. Um, so I often think back on things I watched as a kid and I'm like, what the hell did I think that was about? And I feel like with this, because, like I say, on a very basic level, Jack Lemon is just the most watchable, yes, no, you. funny Steve, man. I, Steve Coogan could do Jack Lemon very well. And so before a take... When well, we he, doing, can, he can do everybody. When we were doing Philomena, I'd say, go on, do Jack Lemon. He can and do... he would do him brilliantly. Um, uh, he can do everybody. He is a 10 out of 10 impressionist. Um, uh, I think... Um, yeah, I do. Jack Lemon's quite hard though, isn't he? Because he's um, he doesn't have a particular, he doesn't have a funny voice or anything, does he? Well, Steve I don't Coogan, know what Steve it, Coogan would say. He had, did have. Yeah, but that's why with Jack Lemon, you can't. Um, I can't quite identify why. Yes. Why yeah. he definitely has that same thing almost that Robin Williams has, or where they're very funny but they're sad. There's like a there's uh, a Robin Williams had that, and Bill Murray a little bit as well. You know what yeah. I mean? Where you're like, oh, there's something in your eyes that's a little bit that's a little bit sad um yeah which I think is really what the main thing I took away from this film was kind of oh it, oh, it was sad it was mm. about loneliness and well I say he never Billy Wilder never thought of it as a comedy and the tennis racket is the only sort of joke and that's fine that's why it's funny that they put it in the trailer because yes. I was like oh I really thought this was going to be and a very fact, different film the studio said why don't you cast Groucho Marx as the doctor oh what do you think about that they thought about it, you know, what a wonderful idea, and then thought, no, it's too, it'll be too comic. Oh, that's interesting. The Doctor has to have a different quality. So, once again, he was very thoughtful. What quality do you think the Doctor has? Well, he has a sort of gravitas. You believe that he's yeah. a Doctor, and you believe that he thinks what he thinks. Yeah. And Groucho would have been very, very funny, and somehow blurred all of that. Yeah. No, maybe... That's what you have to do. Maybe you're right. I think um, even the fact, and again, I don't know, maybe at the time it would have even more been more, the fact that she tries to kill herself. And when... So they set it up. You see her, she goes into the bathroom. The boss... What's his name, the boss? Fred? No. Mr. Sheldrick. Mr. Sheldrick. He's just been horrible and monstrous and he's left. And she goes into the bathroom and then you see her look at the sleeping oh, pills. Mm. And then I thought... I think it didn't... I thought, no, she can't be about to kill herself. This is a comedy. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, it cuts back. Do you then... You then don't see it. You then go back to him at the bar with this other lady. He's with the other woman. Yeah. And he brings her back to the apartment. So we still don't know what's happened, do we? Then, I don't then know. he sees her in And the then bed. he goes in and finds mm. her. And I, I thought... There was a moment when I was like, whoa, she just tried to kill herself. And then I thought, no, I, I completely buy it. I completely buy... Again, it's almost what we were talking about before, that she is so fallen for, in the same way that he has, they've all fallen for the lie, yes. right? They've all, 
her only hope at happiness. Well, she's been treated so badly. She's been treated so badly, but also her only shot at happiness in life is to be with this man who's yes. the boss and can give her everything she'd ever... And then he gives her $100, doesn't And then he gives her $100, which mm. is absolutely brutal. That's another thing that they plant so cleverly. So they, they, they leave the envelope on the side and you think it's going to be her suicide note declaring yeah, her love for him. It's a $100 bill, yeah. And then it, you find out it's a $100 bill. Mm. And then she gives it back to Jack Lemon, and then he then later gives it back to yes. the boss. He says, "Oh, there's, yes. there's some money for you." Um, which again is another. That's the same. That's the equivalent of the Jack Lemon character when he quits the job. You know, they finally both stand up to this horrible, yes. mm. this horrible man, yes. and even the secretary and the wife stand up to the horrible man. Yes. So the horrible man really, the horrible Mr. Sheldrick really Mr. gets, Sheldrick. really rather, gets his, but he's wonderful, Mr. Sheldrick. He's wonderful, but he gets his comeuppance. Oh, yes. He's a wonderful baddie. Yes. Um, but I think, no, the fact that she... He's in an earlier Billy Wilder film. He's in a film called Double, film? In, Double Indemnity, which is a terrific... I haven't, I haven't seen that film. Sorry? I haven't seen that film. Oh, it's terrific. It's a film noir. It's a terrific film. What's your next favourite... I'm assuming, is your favourite Billy Wilder film, The Apartment? I think so, yeah. He made these four great films. Do you like Sunset Boulevard? Yes, of course I do. What's your go on? So, what are the four great? Double Indemnity, Sunset Boulevard, Some Like It Hot, and The Apartment. You sounded quite scathing about Some Like It Hot. Do you like it? No, it's wonderful. Oh, okay. No, no, no. It's very, very funny, and again, brilliantly worked out. Um, he made these four brilliant films. I'll tell you. A st- and then uh, after this, he made a film called One Two Three, which is a good film. I've heard of that film. It's, I've it's about. Seen that film. Um, Coca-Cola in Berlin and uh, it came out at the same time as the Berlin Wall and the sort of joke was over by then it, and it was a famous flop um, and then he made Irma La Douce which was a wonderful musical mm-hmm. and he made it without the music which seemed to be a terrible mistake he just went back to the story however for some, I saw Billy Wilder speak at the Directors Guild in Los Angeles Quite by chance, I can't think why, I actually was speaking to Shirley MacLaine that day. And I said to her, oh, I saw Billy Wilder talk this morning. And she said to me, did he talk about Don Michaels? Mm-hmm. I said, no, who was he? And she said, he was the only man that Billy Wilder would listen to. Who is Don Michaels? Don Michaels was a, he was an editor. He was an old silent film editor mm-hmm. whom Billy Wilder had picked up. And he, if he said to Billy Wilder, you can't do that, you can't go that far mm-hmm. you have you know come pull back a bit Billy Wilder would listen to him and not anyone else and Don Michaels died during the making of Irma La Douce and I don't think he, Billy Wilder ever really made a good film again not one of the he made these four great films and then this man died and Billy Wilder never got up to that height again I mean he made perfectly good films but never on that level so that guy. So I always say this: editors and cinematographers, they're the guys. They're well, the they're guys. very, very important. More than this that. film is so. It's well, the art director of this film is a great a Frenchman called Alexander Trauner, whom I did actually meet. He was a great. Is the art director the production designer? Yeah, he designed. Yeah. It. So he built the apartment. Yeah. Um, I mean, apartments in New York aren't like aren't that. like that, and, and it's, it's very carefully yeah. designed. So when you're in the bedroom, you can see the bar, you know. Yeah. So the shaving and her, all of that, you can, yeah. you you've got them in the right frame. And yeah. Then, <coughs> and you can so, see the bedroom in the background. Someone has yeah. worked out 
oh, you have to do that. You have to. I mean, that's what happens with design. You have to do that because oh, I see somebody has to be standing there and sees there whatever it is. It's very clever. Mm. So he'd worked that out. So, but the editing is just a joy. You you see that because it is so beautifully constructed. Mm-hmm. You know, he does a shot, and then the cut is so eloquent. The cut is very, very eloquent, eloquent. and elegant. No, eloquent because it says a lot when you cut first. What um, do you mean? Well, I mean literally that you put that scene, then you make the cut from there to there. But when Jack Lemmon is outside the apartment, yeah, and these men go in with their girlfriends, yeah, and then there'll be a short scene, and then they'll cut back to Jack Lemmon waiting outside. It's timed absolutely perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I do always. I always do wonder about that. You're like, and I guess it is just gut instinct, isn't it? Of so how he, you know how he knew long how to... long the scene with the girlfriend should be, and then how long and we then, needed. Then you have to cut. Then you cut downstairs, and what you actually cut to. He's, I mean, he he was Billy Wilder was a, he was just a very very clever man. And clearly, this. Don, Don, Don Michaels. Michaels was as he was, well. Well, I say, I don't know anything about him, except he was a silent film editor. And Billy Wilder must have picked him up and thought, oh, he's a clever man. And he would somehow find a job for him on the film, because he must have been quite old by then. Yeah. And um, he was the only man Billy Wilder would listen to. Very So Billy Wilder knew that having him around was good, and that he would be safer with Don Michaels. Because he was always on the edge of trouble. Billy so, Wilder. Mm, the apartment got into trouble. You know, suddenly there's a, a suicide in the middle of a yeah. perfectly straightforward film. The whole, you know, the business of men and these girls and, and um, Fred McMurray and, his, and Shirley McLean. It's all quite delicate. Films weren't like that. So this was quite a sort of revolutionary It's film. delicate in its, in its well, in subject you're, you're matter. Being, you're, you're breaking taboos mm-hmm. and you're advancing subject matter and getting away with it. Yeah. Because it's maybe disguised in a... Well, because it's it's what ought to be shocking to people suddenly becomes acceptable. Yeah. And even, I guess, yeah, what it's about, which is men having affairs in an yeah. apartment in New York. Um, apparently it was at the time quite a... Some people were like, this is a terrible yes. thing to make a film about. Well, it, that's what went wrong with the Seven Year Itch. They yeah, could, they couldn't. Also, they what couldn't was in the play, off. they couldn't show. Yeah. Or they, Billy Wilder thought we can't show it. So in a way, the whole point of making it slightly collapsed. Yeah. And with this, there's almost there is there's almost a sort of innocence about it. And then yes. I did think, even at the end, I loved that they didn't kiss. That's they right. don't kiss, but you know they're going to get together, Shut and you up know indeed. that's the. It's a wonderful line, isn't it? Did you hear what I said, Miss Kublik? I absolutely adore you. Shut up and deal. Yeah, and it's a two shot, and you just see them sat yeah. side by side, and he's he's grinning yeah. at her. Mm. Shut up and deal. That was the one that I was like, not. It's not at all like some like it hot. But I was like, oh, he's tried to go out with that banger of well, a line. Well, he learned. He learned. He learned. If you have a good last line, if you've got a good last good line, yes. um, if anyone doesn't know the last line of some like it hot is nobody's perfect. Yes. Um, which is a ten out of ten. Yes. No, ending, no, no. ending to a film. He was very, very. He, I mean, he was just very clever. Very clever. 
Yeah, in the, in a in a guide for screenwriters, Billy Wilder was once wrote the third act must build, build, build in tempo and action until the last event, and then that's it. Don't hang around. Go home. Yeah, yes, go, go home. It, that's what happens in something like it. Hot. The, the just curtains literally. The curtains draw. Yeah, I think you're right. Curtains draw. Yeah. It, just, it just says, that's it. I've that's it. it. Don't go, yeah. go home no. now. I think as well, so many films nowadays, you think they've finished. No, no, no. I and then they just keep on going. But I remember, because of the searchers, Ford shuts the door. As Wayne, the Wayne walks away, Ford shuts the door. And I did that in My Beautiful Laundrette. There was nothing more to say. Go. End it. Shut the door. End, yeah. end of conversation. And also, this film is not short. It's over two hours. No, I noticed that. Yeah, it's over horrified. two hours. Which horrified me at the beginning. I was like, oh man, went in a flash. Yes. Could have watched another hour. No, that's not mm. true. As in, it was it was just the perfect amount of time that it needed yes. to be to tell that story. It wasn't, there was yes. no baggy loose bits. Um... No, I thought it was fabulous. Right, go on. Do we have any... Do we have any... We don't um... have very much to say. We're all boring about it. <laughs> um, uh, I'm glad I liked it so much. Like so I say, I. sometimes with you. these films that you know are considered really great movies and you're like, oh God, okay, I better like this, otherwise I'm dumb. Um, no, which well, isn't true. Silly thing to say. I know, that's what I was being facetious yes, again. No, no, no. I was saying, I um, often, I am not embarrassed about my own unsophistication because I inherently believe that I'm sophisticated. I just talked to a woman who must be in her 40s, 50. And I said, I'm going to talk with my daughter about the apartment. And she said, oh, what's that? I said, have you never seen it? I said, you should be ashamed. She said, I went to a private school. I was very, very badly educated. I said, well, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Go home and watch it. Well, I hope she's watching it right now. Front, I'll ask Does she want to use my Amazon, use my Amazon account? Because I've, per- I've now purchased she's it. She's quite rich enough to do buy, it it, for buy it for herself. $3.99 on Amazon if anyone wants to purchase it for themselves. Um, yeah, I would say it is almost a, it's a sort of perfect it is perfect it's a perfect film no, no, no. I think I think it, it's the closest to a perfect possibly film possibly the best is. film ever made mm. wow that's a big old yeah. statement no you just look at it and your mouth falls open in admiration it's like Mozart yeah no I I do think I agree with you oh, and goodness. as I say I have I have watched a lot of films that you get told this no, is a, I, no you understand well exactly and I try to saying. avoid that yeah. If you don't like something, you don't like it. And I think this was so... Just even all of the stuff that we've talked about and even all of the stu- the all of the things where we've identified why it's so good, but just on a very basic level, well, it's just very is, entertaining to watch. It deals with watch. the things you're interested in because you're interested in relationships and all of that. It deals with all of those. Yeah, and, I mean, and on some like, level, it's a romantic comedy. Yeah, it's a, it's it a, is a romantic yeah. comedy, yeah. Um, romantic tragedy. It's a romantic tragedy, but in a way that felt very entertaining and pleasurable to watch, but also very sophisticated and about more, about something more. We should finish on that note, shouldn't we? Yeah. Great talking to you. I could could now have another Quality Street chocolate. You've earned another Quality Street chocolate. And um, anyone who hasn't seen The Apartment, go watch it. Um... Direct quote from Stephen: It's the the best film ever made. I think that so. wasn't the direct quote. I think so. Greatest, greatest. It is just um, so beautiful. 
it's beautiful. Also, really quickly, one final thought. Uh, it, it's black and white, but they were making colour films by that time. Yes. They, he made it on black and white in purpose. Yes. Seventy riches colour. Yeah. Yes. Which I think adds to all of the quality, all of the... Well, it's very... Aust- its austerity helps. I mean, it's, it's stark. It says this is a serious film, in a way that... Yeah. Although now, what do you think about people nowadays doing black and white films? Sometimes well, it's, it's very nice. self-conscious, isn't it? <laughs> Sometimes it really works, actually. Have you seen Come On, Come On? No. It's really good. What was that? It's a recent film with Joaquin Phoenix. No. It's really good. It's black no, and white. But normally but, I find it quite annoying. But it's quite self-conscious making a film, a black and white film now. Yeah. Films are now normally in colour. <laughs> I'd, no- I'd noticed that too. <laughs> Great observation. Um, final thought for the day. Films are normally in colour. Um, well... In many ways, black and white was more interesting. There was more art in black and white films. Uh, well, you say, mm, but... Well, because, I mean, there are probably 80% more films that exist in... Oh, that was, I just made up that yeah. statistic. No, 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 but uh, if you look at those very early films when they were, you know, they were just copy of Renaissance paintings. They yeah. were very, very beautiful. Yeah, aesthetically, yeah. No, but they also had a sort of clear moral and artistic edge well I don't know if I agree with that um, alright but we do agree on the apartment so great work and everybody should watch this film thank you thanks very much for listening if you liked it please leave a review all the encouragement we can get needed planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.